Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 17th of August. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website, sign up for a free trial, and of course there's plenty of other goodies there to keep you occupied. All right, well we had um, an interesting night in the US, pretty volatile session really, a lot of push-me-pull-you factors at work, but we did see Walmart results come out uh, which were better than expected, having driven the share price into a bit of a hole on the back of a bit of a profit scare, the numbers were better than the market was going for. We did see the Dow Jones up 240 points, 0.71%, 34,152. The Nasdaq, though, falling 26 points or 0.19%, 13,103. And the S&P 500, well, in the middle for diddle, really, 0.19%, up 8 points, 4305. So not an awful lot going on in terms of uh, the headlines there, but underneath plenty happening, of course. And quite a lot of volatility. We did see a 430-odd point trading range last night with the Dow. Uh, at one stage, it was down 60, and at one stage, it was up 370-odd. So a bit of a more volatility creeping in, but the VIX index showing a 1.3% fall to just below 20. So not showing up in that VIX at the moment. As a result of all this, now SPY futures are up 12 points or 0.17%. But at the moment, it is not really so much about the index, it is about individual results. And of course, yesterday, we saw our market being driven by BHP, that very good number from BHP, record dividends, and also the banks were better yesterday. But as far as commodities go overnight, because we are a commodity-based economy, we had Brent crude down $2.76, 92.34, 2.90%. So that is certainly taking a lot of the pressure off inflation at the moment, another near 3% fall in the oil price. WTI, 3.22%, $2.88, So that is taking significant pressure off the oil price, significant pressure off the supply chain as well. And it will also have significant pressure off the miners, uh, who, of course, use a lot of diesel, etc. So that will certainly help them. And we saw that big squeeze in evolution in terms of those costs for gold miners. Uh, that is now being uh, somewhat alleviated by the fall in that oil price, something we talked about some time ago where we thought that the oil price would come off because everybody was long oil and there was nowhere for them to go apart from down. Of course, at some stage, it will reverse and we will see oil prices go higher. Maybe that will be due to a winter of discontent, but we shall see. The gold price fell $8.40.47, so that gold price still under pressure, seventeen eighty nine seventy. The iron ore price under a smidge of pressure, but only a smidge, down 0.15%, 16 cents to 106.63. And the Aussie dollar, 70.22. So not much going on there, but coming off those highs around 71. In commodities, overall copper was down 0.4%, nickel up 0.8%, aluminium down 0.4%, zinc up 1.1%, lead down 1%, tin pretty much unchanged. Looking at uh, BHP ADRs, this is in the US, 
Stock was up 5.9%, mirroring what we saw yesterday. Rio had a bit of a wriggle on yesterday in the ADR form, up 4.2%. Freeport up 2.9%, Alcoa up 2.8%, Tech up 3.97%, Anglo up 3.5%, Glencore up nearly 4%, and Vale up 1.3%, with Arbomile coming under a little bit of a pressure, down 1.1%. Here you can see the S&P 500. Quite a volatile day at the end, uh, but closing pretty much unchanged after uh, some ups and some downs on the back of US reports, results, and uh, that continued argument about whether we have a recession, whether the Fed has pivoted, and whether uh, we will see a slowing of those interest rates. Of course, we do have Jackson Hole next week, which is a, a central bank and bankers gab fest in America. Uh, so there, all eyes will be on that, and then we will put... Follow that in September, of course, with FOMC meeting, the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, uh, where we'll get to see what the Fed has decided once again on interest rates. As far as stocks in the US goes, Apple pretty much unchanged. Meta down 0.8, Google down 0.3, Microsoft down 0.3, Amazon up 1.1, Tesla down 0.9, Netflix down 1.4. US banks a bit better, but nothing startling. JP Morgan up 1%. And uh, Berkshire Hathaway at 1.3. The artist formerly known as Square Block was down around 1%. And Twitter uh, was pretty much unchanged as well. Here's the major stories coming out from overseas. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway's 13F filing shows it bought Apple shares and doubled down on energy investments, closing out its Verizon position and trimmed holdings of General Motors. Apple is laying off 100 recruiters as part of its slowdown in hiring, according to Bloomberg, and U.S. freight demand weakening ahead of the autumn shipping season. Let's not call it the fall. In latest sign, high inflation is weighing on consumer demand. And to some extent, that was borne out by the Walmart numbers because high inflation is taking its toll on that consumer demand. And consumers are trading down in terms of where they shop, and that's certainly benefiting Walmart. That did surprise the market. U.S. gasoline demand shows signs of easing after record price surge. Uh, certainly, summer driving season is nearing an end for the U.S., so that is inevitable that we will see an easing of that. U.K. data shows ongoing labour market tightness, but real wages fall most on record. I'm not surprised when the U.K. inflation rate is heading towards 10.3%. Survey shows economists see a 75% probability of a UK recession. I'd say that's probably 100% probability of a UK recession, although at the moment the jobs market in the UK is holding up remarkably well. And the Federal Reserve could slow pace of quantitative tightening to avoid a hard landing, according to Reuters. We'll find out more, of course, in September. And the Bank of America estimates QT, which is quantitative tightening through 2023, will translate into a 7% drop in the S&P from current levels. China has reduced its U.S. Treasury holdings for the seventh month, and the U.S. junk bond market has recovered at an unprecedented rate amid recovery in investor sentiment. And Chinese regulators look to guarantee bond issuance by property developers. And the PBOC-backed news outlet says more stimulus is needed to boost economic growth. Certainly the uh, Prime Minister of China also calling for more stimulus, more economic growth from the various different states in China. Iran sends the EU its official response to Bloc's proposal for reviving the 2015 nuclear deal. Reply expected in the next two days.
Okay, over to our market. Well, Joe Biden is on a bit of a tour now, a bit of a uh, victory lap, some have called it, on uh, Tuesday. He's kicking that off. He signed into law a $430 billion bill that is seen as the biggest climate package in U.S. history. Now, a lot of this package is also designed to get the cost of living down, hence its name, the Inflation Reduction Bill. Uh, This is going to affect drug prices, put a cap on some drugs uh, like insulin. It's also going to have some tax implications But a lot of this spending and a lot of this money uh, is not going to hit consumer pockets for a little while. So he has a bit of a a sell to do on this package, hence the uh, victory lap. And he sent his officials out into the world to try and sell this. Of course, U.S. midterms now looming quite large there in November. So we're certainly looking at a lot more politics coming out of the U.S. In the European markets, the stocks 50 was up 0.4, FTSE up 0.4, CAC up 0.3. DAC up 0.7. 10-year yields, 2.81 in the US and Australia. Had a little bit of a slip yesterday. 3.22. Germany, 0.97. Gascoigne, GCY. Analysts are tipping more M&A action following big discovery at Dalgarananda. So uh, Dalgarananda, that is uh, certainly going to see a little bit more M&A action happening. I think there's going to be more M&A action happening in resource stocks generally. Fletcher Building also out with results this morning. Strong results, 42% increase in profits to 432 million. Revenue rose 5%. EBITDA rose 8%. Corporate travel management also out with their numbers. Forecast financial 2024 underlying earnings of 265 million. Net profit this year, 3.1 million, which was down uh, substantially, uh, but uh, up from that net loss of 55.4 million last year. And final dividend of 5 cents. And the three largest U.S. publicly traded Bitcoin mining companies lost 1.4 billion U.S. in the second quarter. Bendigo and Adelaide has said that one in four borrowers and mortgage holders with special rates, fixed special rates, which have expired, moved to another bank in the last three months. And there lies the problem for Bendigo, retaining their customers' loyalty. People just shop around once their fixed rate expires or their special rates expire. And they lose out. That's why Bendigo is going backwards. That's why the other banks are going forwards. And VGI Partners, which has uh, merged with um, Regal, is hunting for shorts. They've now got a 42% net equity exposure. It's made up of 93% long and 51% short exposures. That's quite a big uh, short exposure. So they're clearly hunting for stocks they believe will do badly in the current inflationary climate. As far as our market goes today, 12 points up on the SPY. It will be, uh, I guess, a muted reaction to that US market uh, positivity. Uh, It was a little bit mixed in the US and a little bit volatile, but all eyes will be on results again. Will we see the follow through in BHP? I've written some stuff today in uh, strategy on some of the results from yesterday. BHP was a pretty good result, to be honest. Uh, record dividends and huge cash flow there. I also sat down yesterday with the CFO, David Lamont, and asked him a few questions. So more on that in strategy today, as it was in the Henry's Take 3 o'clock update yesterday. So you can read about that. Also having a look at Temple and Webster, which looked pretty good. Margins are improving there. And uh, the stock price went nuts yesterday. The other one that went nuts yesterday, for no reason, but I'm sure we will find the reason shortly, is a a B Y, 
which is the, the Beauty Company. It was up around 30% yesterday. So uh, Adore Beauty doing very well. No reason given. They have just recently lost their CEO. So you get the feeling that there is a takeover there looming and someone's going to put them and us out of their misery. So uh, expect it to be focused on individual stocks today. Resources might get a little bit of a lift. They were in a bit of the doldrums yesterday. Banks pretty much unchanged. Industrials, we did see some defensive buying yesterday in healthcare and the staples, the likes of uh, Dan Murphy's Endeavour, Coles, West Farmers and Telstra. So that will probably continue, but it will all be about results. Question of the day today, would you buy BHP on the results? Clearly, there's a big dividend there as well. $1.75 US, don't forget, that's US uh, for BHP. So that is a pretty big dividend uh, in Aussie dollar terms. So would you buy BHP on the results? Certainly, we have bought BHP before the results. I hold it in one or two portfolios that I've been running, uh, and it has done pretty well. Happy to be long BHP. But what about you? Would you buy BHP on the results? Well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. As always, it's a great group. Members helping members, 3,800 members. And in general, we don't get too much spam, although there has been a little bit creeping in recently. So I'm trying to get on top of that and report that. You guys reporting it, and I'm cutting it out. But uh, it does uh, require constant vigilance to remain a good and useful forum. But that's it. If you're listening to this on a podcast and you want more Marcus Today podcast beauties, then you can head on over to the Marcus Strategy podcast, of course, which is our fly-on-the-wall look at our morning meeting and some great ideas coming out of that from the team in Melbourne. And my On the Couch podcast. And tomorrow I'm sitting down with the CEO of uh, one of Australia's most... um, I guess one of its emerging biotech companies and having a chat with him about that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to try and ask some uh, tricky questions, but um, certainly it's going to be a little bit of fun and bringing that to you this weekend, editing permitting. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much. And may the trading gods be with you.